Yesterday I worked less hard than I had to. That's not quite the right way of saying it. Yesterday I worked less hard than I could have. Because I didn't have to. There, that's that's the right way of saying it. <clears throat> Meaning, I had an extra 30, 45 minutes that I could have been tying wreaths, and I decided not to. And I decided not to because... Because I knew that my hands were on the edge. What happens when you tie reeds all day or harvest greens all day, both of them, is that you get this sort of band of extremely tight muscle going from your wrists up your biceps and into your pecs on both sides and it gets extremely tight and and I knew that I was pretty much on the edge of what my body could sustainably do and that I had less and less resilience in me and so I deliberately opted to do less than I had time to do because my schedule would allow it. Similarly, today, I will probably do, well, I'll probably do a full day, but it was a good move on my part to back off. And sometimes we need to back off before we're forced to back off. Because if you wait until you can't do more, then you've already tipped over the edge. And sometimes there's a there's a much greater cost to tipping over there at that edge than if you had simply stayed back away from it to begin with. This is something I think a lot of us, <clears throat> I don't, well, I do for my own reasons, but a lot of spoon carvers at this time of year leading up to the holidays, carve far more than they do the rest of the year because the market is there and are in the greatest danger of giving themselves carpal tunnel tendonitis, that sort of thing. So, I wanted to talk about this today because I think now is the time to remind us that you shouldn't do anything today that will impair your ability to do it tomorrow. Because that's a very short-sighted view of, of the situation and, and of what is going to actually bring you benefit. And I know... I struggle with this all the time, and the reason I struggle with it is because it's not so easy knowing where that line is. It's not so easy knowing when you should stop if the point is that you're not going to go right up to your limit in the moment. 
we're pretty good at stopping when we go up to that line in the moment. But the problem is, is that that's often too far. And so we need to intuitively understand where we should stop. It's sort of like that, I think there's a Japanese saying that you should eat until you're 80% full. It's like that. And it's like what I was talking about, about keeping some reserve of energy in the tank. It's these, This accomplishes that as well, which is that What you can sustain over a long period of time, day after day, is different than what you can sustain in the moment. I can sit down and, you know, I could probably for one day tie wreaths for 12 hours and be mostly okay the next day. I would be sore, but it's a different thing entirely to say, okay, you're going to tie wreaths all day, every day, or, or cut greens, which is basically the same thing. I'm using both hands to squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. And I can't do that for nearly as long each day and still be able to sustain it over the course of days and weeks and months. So it's figuring out where that balance is. And that balance is going to shift around over time. I'm going to intuitively know, okay, you know. So this year, actually, I'm, I've cut my working day by an hour used to be I'd try to be there from 9 to 4, and this year I've been shooting for 10 to 4. So far I've been able to meet my productivity goals, but that extra hour redu reduction in time, so it's really just a pretty limited day, has helped in keeping me from pushing my body too hard. But it's also not enough in moments. There, there are moments, and there are going to be more moments throughout the next month and a half where I need to back off further for a day or two. And I can feel that coming on. What I have right now is um, a couple large orders that I have to get through before I switch to harvesting trees for um, a little less than a week. Harvesting trees is tiring in its own way. It's not nearly as hard on my hands. It's an overall body workout because you harvest them and then you gotta drag them out generally. So that's a workout, but it's not the same sort of workout. And so really I have this sort of three weeks of intensive using my hands at the beginning. Then I have about a week of doing trees and then and then it becomes m more mixed uh, where my time is mostly doing greens and wreaths, but also still doing some trees for the first couple weeks in December. And I guess my point is, is that I have two and a half more days of tying wreaths. And then... I will know, uh, I will know essentially sort of what I have 
energy for and we'll know whether I need to that's an interesting thing to take a photo of <clears throat> I will know I can at that point I can reassess so I have sort of two more days of pushing and then I can reassess and figure out Okay, can I take it easy for a couple of days? And psychologically, it's hard to do this because <clears throat> we get a real sense of pleasure in pushing ourselves hard. And the pleasure of pushing yourselves hard in the moment, of pushing yourself hard in the moment is uh, in many ways a greater pleasure than the pleasure of working somewhat hard day after day after day after day. It's a better story for ourselves and for the world, but it's not a sustainable story. And I think the danger in only sharing the, the sort of mega days of what we're doing is that someone who's looking to that as a clue of what it is that is successful will get the impression that they should work through their pain, keep pushing, that that's what it takes. And frankly, I think if, if your success, say, as a spoon carver, or whatever it is you're doing, relies on you pushing your body to the point where you harm it, that's not success. <clears throat> I see many of my fellow spoon carvers suffering from arthritis, tendonitis, hand strain in various forms. And to my mind, that's a sign that it hasn't worked out, that they haven't figured something out, that it's not what they say it is, and that they have work to do figure out how to how to have a life that doesn't keep them skittering on the edge of something unhealthy or drive them straight into the middle of it and so when i feel myself in the same place that's a clear sign for me that i need to reassess both because I don't want to be a role model of some idea of what success looks like that is false and should not be a role model, but also because selfishly for my own life, I want a life where I feel healthy and well-rested and happy. And it seems to me it's easier to put those things in place first 
and within that framework, figure out how to make things financially a success, then it is possible to, God, there's just so many beautiful things to photograph right now. It's, it's misty and the sun is starting to pour rays down through the mist. It's really lovely. <clears throat> it's easier to put the sustainable framework in place and within that figure out how to make the financial situation work than it is to do whatever I can to make the financial system work. The financial situation work and then try to make that more sustainable. Because it's always going to be tempting to do things for the money. And I need a robust framework in order to resist that. Thanks for listening, everyone. Talk tomorrow.